Hey, my name's Emma. Hey, my name's Maddie. And you're listening to The Pilot's Pandemic. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Airfare is the only 100% plant-based, no sugar added, high fiber and protein, actually healthy pouch fit for your flight. So Emma, when was the last time you felt good about snacking? Honestly, mm, I don't know. Come on, you need to think a little (sighs) bit harder. Well, okay. When we were in Florida on our way back, when we ate all of our airfare pouch in one sitting, I honestly, I did not feel bad about that. Like, I did myself a favor. I felt good. Like, knowing that our snacks were healthy and also my stomach didn't hurt, which is like a big sign for me that it's good and healthy. Yeah, I didn't feel the bloat. That's, see, I can go out throughout my day, but I know I ate something bad when I got the bloat. Yeah, that's a definite cue for me, too. So what was your... What do you think like your favorite snack was that you tried? Oh God, I have so many favorites, which I did save three of mine. I will just say I saved three. I pocketed three from Maddie. I was like, she's mine. And I um, saved them for Betty Bye and ate them then. I saved them. But my favorites are, shit. I love the the Nunu bar, the Wildberry nut bar. Ooh, that one is so good. Um, oh, and then the savory. See, this is what I love about like airfare is, you know how a lot of the times I feel like if you're getting like a healthy bar, they don't really have like a savory. There's not like a savory option. Um, yeah, they don't but, think about the savory side usually. When, they, when I think about protein bars, they're always sweet, but it's so nice like with airfare that they have both savory and sweet. Exactly, exactly. Because I'm a savory, like I love sweet. I definitely have a sweet tooth, but I'm a savory girl. So obviously I loved the bear bar. That was gas. Um, It was very like cheesy. If you like a cheesy, like if you like anything cheesy, oh my God, it was so good. And then the nothing but the mango, which are mango slices. So amazing. Those are my favorite. See, yeah. Ooh. I ate those I don't, before. Oh, we went to I Florida. was gonna say, I was like, if those were in the box, like, why did we not fight over them? Because we definitely fought over the kale chips. Because I definitely <laughs> ate them before I even saw you. I was like, you know what? These look right up my alley. Nom nom nom. They're mine. Yeah, but you didn't because that's my favorite too. I did, I did. But hey, you got the you got the Chipotle avocados, okay? Okay. I let okay. you have those. I tried those, yeah. But my favorite was the pizza almonds. I love me a little pizza flavor almond, and they do it like so perfectly. It tastes almost like an Italian like sausage on a pizza. Like, mm. It encompasses like that whole flavor. I don't know how to explain it, but 
oh my favorite that's like my go-to one that I tell my husband like every time we get the airfare like we have to have that one and then PB&J the Jones bar I actually ate this like a couple weeks ago when I was going up in the Cirrus with a friend and I was like oh my gosh I wish I had more they're so good literally tastes like a PB&J sandwich Oh, 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 don't let me forget the, the GoPal savory pumpkin seeds. Have you tried those, Maddie? No. Oh, my God. If, okay, they're not like the kind of pumpkin seeds that you're thinking of, like the big, like dried out white ones. They're like small green pumpkin seeds, and they are so good. If you like citrus, a little bit of citrus, a little bit of salt, a little bit of cumin, a little bit of, um, I think actually it's not cumin. I think it's, what is it, Maddie? Turmeric? It's like turmeric, turmeric. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. But I can wow. literally, my mouth is, I'm like I know. salivating like, right now. We could talk about the snacks all day long because they have 50 different snacks to choose from. Um, but we will just let, leave you guys with our 50% off code of your first pouch. It's Pilots Podcast. So use that code at airfarepouch.com and you will get 50% off your first purchase. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Pilots Pandemic. You're here with your host, Emma, and our lovely co-host, Maddie. What's up, y'all? <sighs> Goodness knows. <laughs> It's been this past weekend, man. Mm -hmm. The beginning of the show should just be called this past weekend because wow, this past weekend. Maddie, I'll let you like kind of start with what you did because you went out of town prior to me. That's We took a week off last week. That's why there was no episode. Maddie and I have been like traveling a lot and there's been a lot of things going on. So we decided to take a break, but yeah, Maddie, what did you get up to? So yes, I'm so glad we had our, our little week break. I think we needed it. Like Emma and I were planning to do an episode, but then we realized like how busy we we're going to be. So we decided to take that break. And honestly, I really needed it because last, or I guess it's this week. It feels like last week already. So uh, my husband and I celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary. Yay. Congratulations. Um, we made it to five. Now, now people are like, oh, just, you know, wait till that seven-year itch. I'm like, oh God, like it never stops. Once you get married, it's like either you got to have children or you're going to get divorced or something's going to happen. Like people are always like, okay, what's next? What's next? Um, but yeah, so we went to this uh, very popular place in Seattle area. It's called Salish Lodge. It sits on top of Snoqualmie Falls. So it's super popular place to stay. And it's just very beautiful and serene and calming, relaxing. So we stayed there for a few days and then came back. But we, um, I also had to celebrate my, my friend who passed away a couple of years ago. Yesterday was her birthday. So I like celebrated it by myself for her because she was so, so big on birthdays. Um, so that was another thing that I did and why I needed a break because my, my anniversary is actually on my dad's birthday. So May 11th is my dad's birthday. That's why I got married on it. And he passed away, obviously, in the plane crash. And then my my best friend passed away three years ago. Her birthday's May 15th. So it's always like a happy but also sad kind of time for me. And so I'm just glad we got that break, dude, because I really needed it. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like a lot of up and down in, in, in the span of a week. You're better than me. I probably would have been like, 
crying the entire <laughs> week because I get emotional even if it's like happy I can be so emotional even if it's like a good thing but yeah yeah, yeah. that's a lot girl well damn damn I'm I'm I am glad that we did take a break too because I don't know, like, we, like I said on stories, and I feel like we talk about this a lot, we do put in a lot of effort, and it can be kind of, like, daunting, it is a lot of stress to be constantly talking about things that are so stressful, so I'm like, yeah. I feel bad for our listeners, we're like, kind of, we keep it light, we do keep it fun, but it's a serious message. Yeah, it's like a balance for us. And um, I'm glad you reminded me of that because lots of times I'm like, why am I, why do I have anxiety or why am I stressed? And it's because like we are dealing with people who have these stressful stories and we want to help them. And then in a lot of ways we feel like we can't help them. So yeah, um, yeah, we definitely needed that break. And I know the other part is like a lot of you guys probably don't see us doing all this work. It seems like, oh, you're just on social media, but there's a lot of like behind the scenes where we're constantly talking to people and, and seeing what's going on and making sure everything's coming together. So yeah, you know, because I'll give ourselves a little pat on the back. We work hard. Yeah. I think (laughs) the reason, I think the reason we just don't like give ourselves the credit is because it doesn't feel, you know, it's not like a regular job where you've got this set you know, nine to five schedule or you're getting paid or anything like that. It's kind of just in our own time, but because it is in our own time, I feel like we dedicate a lot of our time to it. So um, just kind of stepping back and being like, all right, chill, take a break. I, but what I was up to, I had a wedding this past weekend. It's funny because it was your anniversary, which is it's yeah. wedding season right now. Everyone <laughs> loves to get married in spring, man. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's but I had to flowers. drive. It's, it it's is. because it's just like the flowers are out, which is so pretty. Um, it's not too hot and not too cold. So on my wedding day, though, it rained. It was the only day during the week that it rained. And supposedly it's supposed to be good luck. But like, also, it was raining. So that's how so the wedding that I went to this past weekend, it was actually so cool. Like it called for rain the entire weekend. And They were like, you know how it is kind of North Carolina summer is like, there's probably going to be a thunderstorm every single afternoon. And it's kind of like a 50, 50 chance if it'll rain on this side of town or the other side of town. Um, And I thought we were going to get lucky, but I knew that, you know, rain is a sign of good luck. And right as they were about to say, I do, it started raining just the littlest like sprinkle. And it was so cool because there were all these dark, like thunderstorm clouds, but the sun was out and it was like lightly raining. I was like, okay, this is, this is good luck. This has to be premonition. Hell yeah. It is good luck. So the, the Greek at least think that, um, I remember when we went on our honeymoon and the guy we stayed with, cause we went to Greece for our honeymoon and he's like, Oh, rain on your wedding day is good luck. And I'm like, okay, it better be because it was like a torrential downpour. I remember my cousins coming down to where I was getting ready and they're like, Maddie, why'd you pick today? It's raining. And I'm like, dude, I could have not planned that like a year ago today that it would rain. And also I looked at the farmer's almanac and it never rained on this day. So it's all my fault. Also, it was like a special day. So it's not like we can, you know, we can't play around too much. Plus, like, that's one of those things you plan it so far in advance, like there's really nothing you can do. Everyone is traveling and trying to get to your wedding. And then 
if it rains, it's not like you can just up and I guess if you have like another, yeah, change the day, you could always change the venue at the last minute, like to an indoor venue. But I imagine that is like a a miserable process in itself. So yeah, this one thing I took away from this weekend is like weddings are (sighs) stressful, very stressful. So I like when I was planning mine, this, I know that we're talking about weddings so much, but I was just thinking like when I was planning mine, which most people won't think this, but my husband planned a lot of it. Like he did a lot of like the appointment making because I was so stressed out about it and I hate like making appointments and all that stuff. So he's like, don't worry, I'll do it. It's like, okay. Well, he's also a pilot. So he does like to be in control. That's a plus. Yeah. He had the whole, so like checklist. He's just always thinking of checklist. He had a whole binder made up and tabbed it all. <laughs> he tabbed it. He tabbed, tabbed it. it all. And like, we still have it. And he's like, look, babe, we still got like a, remember this? And like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if we would have gotten married if Jesse wouldn't have helped plan this thing. So thank you to my pilot for being so organized and caring about checklists. Yeah. Good for, good for him. Good on him. I'm sorry. I don't know if y'all can hear this right now, but they, they are mowing right outside my window. They're not only mowing, but they're also leaf blowing and it is ridiculously loud. I'm praying that like, I can't hear it. I thought I heard it earlier, but honestly, I just thought you were going to tell me like Andre and Jack, Jack were going cray cray. Oh no, that's, (laughs) that's the lawnmower right outside my window. Like not even two feet from my window right now is a man mowing. I'm like, this is nice. So All right. So we do have a kind of a juicy episode for you guys this week. And before we get into that, we do have a little bit of news from some of our guests that we've had on who we obviously admire so much, Billy Hoffman and Renee O'Shaughnessy. So Maddie, I'll let you give that update. Of course. So um, this past weekend, because today's Monday, it feels like Sunday still, um, Billy Hoffman and Renee O'Shaughnessy talked had a mental health talk at united 88 and so billy spoke about the air medical system what it is and how to apply for a mental health related special issuance and then he spoke on air medical screening and the work being done to try and bring about reform um so i thought that was really cool so what we're seeing now is like a lot more talks happening so actual talks not just like amongst pilots but now we're seeing people actually getting to talk to students, which is where we want this to happen. Like coming into aviation, you knowing that about the air medical system Um, and Billy and Renee were both on our podcast. So I believe it was episode seven and 26 for Billy and then episode 29 for Renee. I wrote this down last night. That's the only reason I remember. Um, And then the other really cool update is there is going to be a special on NBC News tonight, and I think it's at 10 a.m. NBC Chicago, but both Billy Renee and the Housers are speaking on air medical reform, and I believe it's the John Hauser story that they're going to be talking about, which is also, I'm really happy that John's story is going to be shared but I thought it was cool because the person interviewing them is Stephen Holt and Stephen Holt's related to famous news anchor Lester Holt and Lester Holt's brother is, was a pilot at Alaska Airlines. So Lester Holt used to kind of fly on Alaska Airlines sometimes to go on his brother's trips. Uh, but his son, Lester Holt's son, Stephen interviewed the Housers and Billy. And I think Renee's also on that special. 
and he's also a pilot so it's he's you know looking out for us the pilot group um so i think things are really moving in the right direction these things that are happening on the big stages of united aviate nbc news shows that mental health is kind of becoming like a i hate to call it like a trending topic but it is now finally getting out there and i feel like the reason these people are talking about is because it is quote unquote trending yeah well and mental health just become it seems to be more and more in the forefront especially after the pandemic i feel like there is a lot of talk about like workplace anxiety, workplace stress. Um, and like I said, just mental health in general, it's, it's a hot topic. And it's not like we're saying that mental health is trendy. Obviously it's not like a piece of clothing that you wear, but it, it, it's like, it is a good thing that is starting to be talked about and it is becoming more of a thing that's like being normalized in our society and as a generation. So that's always good. But I also think another reason why some of this is starting to kind of come to light is part of what we're about to talk about today, which is the pilots and all the flight attendants picketing over their contract negotiations and poor treatment at their job. So y'all have probably seen this all over the news. There's a few of them, Delta, Alaskan, um, Spirit. But for some examples, Delta Airlines was picketing over fatigue from working overtime to cover the pilot shortage as the airline's flight schedule returns to pre-pandemic levels. Alaskan Airlines has been fighting for a contract for three years, asking for standard pay, flexibility of schedule, and job security through a scope clause. And then flight attendants are frustrated at Spirit Airlines and picketing in Las Vegas over what they are calling, quote unquote, mass cancellation of flights um, that that they say are creating havoc in their lives. So, yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of this, and we've talked about the pilot shortage a little bit, but a lot of this seems to be blowback from the pilot shortage. Like simply put, I mean, it is getting just, it's, it's steadily getting worse. And now some of the news that's coming out that we're going to get into today just reaffirms that to me. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, us talking about that because I look back when we talked about I think it was like last year in November December about the pilot shortage so for all of you who want to listen to us talk about the pilot shortage it's episode 16 but I think it's telling because like now we're actually getting into like the thicket of it where pilots are really getting tired of being overused underpaid you know and not they're kind of like feeling like they're left in the dark same with the flight attendants because not only is there a pilot shortage, but because of the pilot shortage, uh, they're starting to see merging of airlines because they can't, you know, do it by themselves now. So I think that's also happening, which I think is exactly what we talked about with the pilot shortage. Like there was going to be merging, you know, make sure, you know, your company is not using you. I know we talked a lot about fatigue and I think that's one of the big things is pilots are becoming really, really fatigued. But I wanted to touch on the pilot shortage because Recently, there was a little news news article about Republic um, seeking to get rid of the 1500 hour rule because they need pilots and they're like, well, it takes a long time to get the 1500 hour hour rule. But that rule was also made because of the Colgan Air crash, which we also talked about. So 
they made that rule, I think in 2012 or sometime around there, um, because of the Colgan air crash. So now, now you're seeing airlines seek to get an exemption from that. So there was an Aero Crew news article, and I'm going to read a, a little paragraph from, from the news article. Um, and it says, the core premise of the Republic Airways request is that they should be allowed to circumvent the heightened experience requirements enacted in the aftermath of the Flight 3407 tragedy, Colgan Air, with a program narrowly geared to training pilots in the specifics of a highly automated cockpit. The company argues that participants in its training program should receive the same experience credit towards an ATP or airline transport pilot license as is currently awarded to pilots who go through a military flight training program. So basically what they're saying is like, if they go through ATP on their dime, Republic's dime, that it's the same as going to like a military flight training program, which is like, (laughs) serving your country is a little bit different than um, like working for an airline. (laughs) I know. And then I'm like with Republic, they probably cut corners, you know, which the military, military really can't do. So I'm just yeah. like, okay, I don't see that. And I think it was like, they want their pilots to be able to get on the flight line at 750 hours. So I, I don't understand how they're not like a little bit embarrassed to say that like, oh, well the military, like, don't, don't put yourself in the same category as the military. Like, well, I but- think they ha- they're trying to grapple like at anything that they can get, because if you think about it, regionals are at the the lowest point for any pilot right now no one really even has to go to the regionals right now you can just go straight to united or straight to delta straight to alaska straight to southwest you don't uh regional now is not a hopper like you don't just go to the regional and then on to the main carrier now in this world that we're in with the pilot shortage you go straight to united you know like you don't have to go to a regional so they're like well if we can narrow down flight hours then we'll be able to scoop up pilots and they know if they get them into a program, then they have to sign a contract where they are stipulated to be there for two years. And so they've, they've locked them in. And I think that's really their goal is to lock them in because if they don't get pilots, they don't have an airline. And I mean, I think over time with this pilot shortage is going to last for a long time, at least 10 years, I think regionals will be a thing of the past and they will just be scooped up by the majors and we won't have regional airlines anymore. That's kind of a sad thought. I know like, it is really sad. <laughs> that's that's a little bit of a sad thought. I don't gosh, dude. Okay. It's funny because whenever we do these episodes, I kind of, you know, I have like a kind of a little bit of an idea of obviously what we're going to talk about. And I obviously follow news, but I learn a lot of this firsthand from you, Maddie, because you have like that's why I brought Maddie onto the show. Maddie has a very, very detailed understanding of how things work at an airline level. And I think for a lot of you listening, and we do have a crap ton of student pilots listening, these are things that you need to hear and unfortunately have to be aware of. Um, So thank you, Maddie, for educating us. Yeah. I mean, I'm learning along with you, like reading these things. I'm like, Okay. And I talk a lot with obviously my husband and we're like, well, like this could happen or that could happen. We're always like, what, what could happen if this happens? Um, but yeah, so that's, it's interesting that Republic is seeking that. And I wanted to read one more quote because I think it's very telling of what, um, some people think of the airline way. 
Um, and this woman, she actually lost her sister in 9-11. So she has become kind of like a, an activist. And she says, let's recognize these repeated efforts over the past decade for what they truly are, an attempt to rush pilots to the cockpits of commercial airliners and fatten corporate bottom lines at the same time. And honestly, I can agree with her because the airlines often do things that are just band-aids, like this whole republic seeking a exemption to the 1500 hour rule. I feel like it's a just, just a band-aid. Like they're not helping the pilot shortage. They're really just trying to relieve it in any way they, they see fit. And it can come at the cost of safety. Um, and I think we'll see that a lot in the coming years with the pilot shortage because they're not going to be able to alleviate that shortage fast enough. So we're going to see cuts in safety. Hmm. Now, this this is kind of like a very, uh, a little, it's on topic, but it's a very bold question and it probably has a lot of different answers. But in your opinion, what do you think is the the worst part of the pilot shortage? Like, what do you think is fueling it in the in the worst way in your opinion oh god dude that's like a you know a loaded question yeah like when someone asks us about how do we change our medical standards yeah well where do you want us to start I just Um, think for me I constantly think about you know like the amount of people that could be going to flight school but just can't afford it like that's one of my biggest problems with this whole situation is like how many people out there have this dream and could be really really incredible pilots but just don't ever have the opportunity I think yeah so where it starts is like lowering the cost of training and educating people about aviation because when I was at aviation day it's all about educating kids about aviation and getting them like inspired to fly And so about 2000 kids come and they just go and they get little flight tours and they see all the planes, talk to flight attendants, talk to military pilots, all kinds of stuff. But it's really just to inspire these kids to want to fly. But the the barrier, I think, is the money. Like, Emma, we talk about this all the time, how expensive flight training is. It doesn't even matter if you go to school or not. Either way, it's expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, slice it because, I mean, you got to pay for the plane, gas, time, instructing, all that. Um, And it's and you're only going up, you know, an hour or two at a time. It's not like you're accruing 20 hours a day. So um, I just think like creating a more affordable pathway would really help get more pilots into the program um and And I think we're I think we're slowly starting to see that I I I am a little bit of a Debbie Downer but I will say like our our last episode that we talked to our guest um you know he said he went to an aviation high school my siblings as well went to an aviation high school and although they weren't able to receive their PPL during high school they could immediately flow into their college which had a flight school program and they were able to get like their flight training, everything that they were required to have in the four years for a very, at a very low cost, like crazy, crazy low cost. Now, I mean, obviously with everything that's going on right now, we have inflation, gas is insane. Everything is going to shit. So that might not be the case anymore, but there are, I'm starting to see more and more like programs like that start to pop up. But I think that's a good first step. You guys like grow up near like a big city though, because 
uh, when I think about that, uh, where I'm from on the east side of Washington, so the west side of Washington, tons of aviation schools, like there are aviation high schools that are, and I've been to one and it's like amazing. But when I, I was growing up there, there was no top, no one was a pilot. Like I knew nothing about, I mean, my dad was a pilot, but he was Bush pilot. So like I never saw him fly really. Um, and no one talked about aviation. Like there was no aviation days. Like you, you would have to drive four hours over the mountains to go to aviation day. I mean, I'm from a really small town. So it's interesting because I just had a high school friend. He is actually in the pathway to go to a regional carrier. Uh, but the reason he got interested in aviation is because of my husband and he went to AT, ATP school in 2020 and got through it all. Now he, and he's already done CFI. Now he's flying commercial for San Juan Air here in Bellingham, where I'm from. But I told him, cause he came to aviation day. I was like, wouldn't this have been cool if we would have known about aviation when we were younger, this stuff didn't exist for us. Um, and I think it's because we're from such a small town. So yeah, that's yeah. the thing that I was telling Jesse. I'm like, you should really push your company to go to these smaller towns where there are kids who would definitely be interested, um, but they just don't know. They don't have those resources. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a resource. It's definitely part of part of it is a resource problem for sure. And I mean, I grew up in a really small town. It just happened to be really close to a Coast Guard base. We also had another really big military base nearby. So it was just, I think for that area, it did make sense. But then again, I also think about, there were a lot of kids that went to that high school that like, were just going to the high school to go to the high school. Um, and when they got there, probably never would have thought of aviation or aerospace as something that they were going to pursue after graduating. Um, but yeah, I, I think it all, it all boils down to money and resource, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I th and, but I do, what I'm, I'm liking and what I'm seeing now is all of these airlines putting in the work to have a pathway program, which was never the case when my husband was going up the pipeline. There was no pathway. Like you had to work, you had to go to Oshkosh to get a job at the regionals. <laughs> so, I mean, that it's just changing the landscape's yeah. changing, but I like how it's changing because it's offering a more opportunity for people to get into aviation. And that's because they're, they have this pilot shortage. So they're just hemorrhaging pilots and they need them badly. Well, and speaking of that, all right, so let's first, we're going to break down the Delta pilots and what picketing they've been doing. So Local news outlet CARE 11 said, quote, according to ALPA, the union representing all 13,500 Delta pilots, members are currently in negotiations with the airlines for a new contract. Talks resumed in January after the two-year hiatus due to the pandemic. Union negotiators are forwarding schedule changes they say would alleviate pressure put on pilots, quote, to ensure safe, reliable service for our customers. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> safe, reliable service for our customers. So in addition, they claim forcing crews to work long hours or additional days to handle increasing passenger loads leaves, quote, no room for error. Um, the article goes on to say, too often we are being pushed to our limits as Delta tries to add back flying and capture revenue, and insisted Delta pilot Captain Jason Ambrosi, 
Ambrosi. Yes. In a release statement, he adds that the goal Thursday is to tell management to listen to pilots and to fix the fatiguing schedules. Thursday marks the last of six protests where Delta pilots have picketed. Previous demonstrations were held at Atlanta, Los Angeles, Salt Lake City, Detroit, and Seattle, end quote. So this, again, is another big point that we've made on the show. You know, fatiguing schedules can lead to a lot of issues, specifically how that wears on someone's mental health. Point blank, like sleep is something that we can't survive without sleep as humans. So this is a little concerning. And then there are also a lot of factors on top of that. How, these people don't, even though a lot of these people love their jobs, doesn't mean that they don't want to be able to go home and like have time off. Um, that's a basic human right. I think it's like hard for people to understand like pilots and their woes because they get paid like good money, <laughs> at least at the main main line. Because I always tell Jesse that I'm like, you know, it's hard to tell like the public how mistreated you guys are because they look at you with like golden eyes, you know, like all they see is like a star basically when they see a pilot in uniform and they forget that they're human and that they need sleep and that and the airlines do like a really good job of like using the pilot as like a marketing tool. So um, I feel like a lot of times pilots are really misunderstood, like people just see, oh, they're flying somewhere and they get to fly a plane and, you know, they get to wear the hat and they all look good. And they just see them through those, like the glamour of the job, but the reality yeah. is so much different. It's almost like Instagram versus reality for pilots. Like how you see them is not actually how their reality is. Like, I feel like they're being used and abused. Like even my husband on reserve, he flies every day of his reserve and reserve typically is to use you very sparingly and he basically flies more than a line holder so it's telling of the times like pilots are getting used and abused and their quality of life is diminishing and so this is why they're picketing because they're tired of it they've already been used and abused during the pandemic and i think airlines really use that to their advantage because they knew they didn't have to negotiate a contract during the pandemic and now now's the time that pilots really need to fight and, and keep pushing for for their quality of life because otherwise the airlines will just run right over them yeah um but that leads me on to alaska so i have been following alaska since i'm here in seattle so for alaska airlines king five the local news outlet here reported that the airline pilots association out by the union representing the pilots said the company has failed to meet demands for better pay and scheduling among other issues now the union is preparing for a possible strike saying it is not messing around that is just trying to make sure the pilots get the contract they deserve pilots have also held their ground on the matter conducting the largest picket in airline pilots association history on April 1st. Ooh, so, I did not know that. <laughs> yes, it was massive. Um, and it was a big deal because like the, P the, the PR campaign was that, oh, was the pilots are striking, which they were not striking, they were picketing. And it's called informational picketing because you're not allowed to strike until you vote on it. So they did the informational picket and then Ben Menachucci, the CEO, um, still held firm, like he's not changing. Um, and so that's what led to the strike vote. So they just voted on to strike. And what 
that means is that now once the votes end, which I think the they all voted to strike or there was a majority vote because it's the pilots that vote. If there's not a majority to strike, then they can't strike. So that's mm-hmm. why they hold a vote. So then that vote goes to the president of the United States, Joe Biden's desk, and he has to approve if they can strike or not. So that's what's happening next. I believe there's a 30 day cooling off period if they do submit that to the president's desk. Um, But I did hear that Ben, the CEO, he wanted to have a meeting with the Alpha leaders. And so I think it's more of like a threat from Alpha, like, hey, we're serious about this and so are the pilots, so let's make a deal. Um, And so I'm hoping that something happens for them. Um, I'm not really positive that it will, just seeing how things have kind of gone about for Alaska and their CEO. He's a new CEO as well. He just took over this past year. So, um, and he's really into numbers, which can be difficult for pilots because he's not um, a people person. He's not a pilot himself. He's a numbers guy. So all he looks at is paper and numbers all day long. And if the numbers don't read back, um, in a positive manner, then he's obviously not going to negotiate. Um, so it will be interesting to see, but I think the big thing here is to point out that like, this is one of the biggest pickets that, that Alpa has ever had and that they did put in a vote to strike, which is a big deal. Well, I hope daddy Joe proves that shit. <laughs> I think he will. You Come know, Joe is a huge transportation like um, supporter. Like he loves, well, he's a big train supporter, but I can't see him like Xing out aviation. Like I really feel like he would be like, yes, they deserve this. Well, I feel like everyone who likes aviation likes trains. So maybe it's like also the same thing where people Probably. who like trains also like aviation. There's a crossover. Yeah. Yes, literally. I don't know. I haven't met one pilot who like doesn't not like trains. Like there's something about it. I love trains. Like I think I, know. <laughs> I would love to be a railroad conductor. I like you and Jesse can nerd out while me and Zach go do sporty <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, for real. The athletes. Yeah. The athletes and the nerds. All right. So so the last part of this is with Spirit. So moving on to Spirit's FAs who have been dealing with very chaotic schedules and have been stranded at different domiciles. So this is from Spirit's union. Quote, empty promises from Spirit's management to do better will no longer suffice. Flight attendants will not be silent and stand by while Spirit Airlines continues to violate their employee contracts, leaving them on duty for 10 plus hours after flight cancellations and on hold with company with the company for hours. Quote, with this first picket, spirit flight attendants are, dem- or, are demanding the workplace that they deserve and are, con- I can't read, oh my God. Contractual. I'm like, I get, I get halfway through. I'm like, uh, it's like a steam, <laughs> like a fire that just, I need more coal. Anyways, so, and are con- contractually guaranteed. See below for further picketing dates and locations. I don't think I was supposed to read that. <laughs> that was a, a copy pasta. I like Oopsie. to call it copy pasta. Um, I'm actually part of a Facebook group that's called copy pasta. So it's about people who copy and paste. So obviously I copy and pasted that quote. Anyways. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're, we're reading this directly from the article. That's probably another reason why, like, my illiteracy comes out so hard, man. They use these big old fat words. I'm like, yes. to make it sound so intense. That and I'm like, like, smart. Yeah. So they yeah. always use the big words. Ain't no cussing in those quotes. Um, so, yeah, but. Yeah. but- Basically, that quote, just to sum it up, is that, you know, these work groups are sick and tired of being drugged through the trenches. Like, the cabin crews fed the fuck up. Like, I cannot being, I cannot imagine being at work for 10 plus hours and being stranded somewhere, trying to get home, and the company that you work for can't even pick up the fucking phone. That's bullshit. At that point, it's like, do you just list on a standby flight yourself, like, as a, like, non-working like I don't know but I know with Jess like on his reserve like you're not allowed to you can't be released until crew scheduling says you're released and if you leave it's like a violation of your contract and you could get fired which I saw like a few weeks ago American Airlines flight attendants like 50 of them got fired for like not abiding by their contracts were on reserve so I think that that's why it was such a big deal like these flight attendants were just like stranded but they also were contractually um supposed to be sitting there and so they had to wait for 12 to 24 hours just at the airport and they had no idea what they were supposed to be doing so no mm, sorry no <laughs> <That's fucked. laughs> yeah um i would have said peace i'm going home but see then i would have got fired that's the thing about me <laughs> yeah i probably so, <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I, that's just like such bullshit. Like literally, I don't care how much you're paying me at that point. Goodbye. I just don't think it's right. Like that you can get fired, even though the company's taking advantage of you. It's like, what the hell? Um, but that's why you have a union to like fight for you. Um, and I think honestly, like reading all these things has been, even though it's hard that all these pilots have to pick it for their rights, it's refreshing to see labor like take back the reins like take back the control because I think pre-pandemic these are things that we were whining about the pilots were and flight attendants as well but like no one was listening and now they have to listen because like they've got to negotiate at some point um so I think that's really good but also I really think all these airlines could take a beat from united like united is doing the most and they have been for the last few years um and i think they're the ones to look forward at and like kind of like mirror themselves off off of but um i wanted to read a quote here from cnbc news article about united so and their contract because they just negotiated a contract with their pilots so united has had perhaps the least contentious relationship with its pilots union of the major carriers and struck early deals during the pandemic to keep aviators on staff and trained. United Airlines was the only airline to work with our pilots union to reach an agreement during COVID, CEO Scott Kirby said in the LinkedIn post. It's not surprising that we are now the first airline to get an agreement in principle for an industry leading new pilot contract. The agreement still faces a vote by the union and later by pilots. Um, so I think United's really setting the standard. And I also heard like in their contract, free healthcare for every employee. You don't have to pay for it anymore. That's like insane to me. Yeah, <laughs> that what? woo. 
<laughs> hell yeah we're in europe now baby i know i was like damn united's doing the most like obviously the pilots still have to to vote on it and agree with it but i think united's really setting that precedent because they see the pilot shortage they know what's going on and instead of restricting their pilots and holding a chokehold around them or a noose around their neck they're like well, maybe we should give them like better work benefits. And then maybe we'll actually attract more pilots to us since there's a pilot shortage. Um, and I think that, that is very astute of Scott Kirby to do instead of be like, no, we're thinking about expanding 10 years from now. We don't want to give you a scope clause like Alaska Airlines. Um, <laughs> there are just certain things that airlines, um, the, the leaders of the airlines do that really is telling of who they are. Yeah. So. I just love that this was from a a LinkedIn post like professionals use LinkedIn like LinkedIn is like professional Twitter like it really is I feel like we need to like start getting on LinkedIn and really like pushing on that platform because that seems to be where like all the quote-unquote professionals are at but like I feel like we're not PC enough for LinkedIn yeah we're really not us too much and we call out the FAA way too much to be on LinkedIn like yeah you can't be their friend because you know they talk about the FAA well also I use my LinkedIn for like professional like job seeking you know what I mean so I don't know if that would be a great look for me (laughs) if an employer was looking at that so yeah maybe we'll hold off on LinkedIn right now but yeah I thought that was funny yeah um okie dokie I mean those were really my only final thoughts I just I couldn't get over the LinkedIn thing but well yeah I mean I think it's where uh these airlines go like especially with Alaska because they're in the most like contentious point of their negotiations right now so like if they do go to strike you and I will have some, some shit to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, for real. It's it, like you said, just to reiterate what you said, it is nice. You know, it sucks that people are having to do this kind of stuff, but it is nice to see a little bit of progress and see a little bit of change. And it's always, like you said, refreshing to see big money get pressed. Hell yeah. All right. Well, like we always do, we're going to move on to some fun questions. Okay. So, Dude, wow. I haven't I wanna even ask, looked at these. I want to ask you the first one. <laughs> I just looked at the because first I one. I'm like, damn of, it, Maddie. I know. I'm like, I haven't thought of answers. <laughs> so I'm going to ask the first one for you. If you had a boat, what would you name her? Um, Cause every boat has to have like, yeah, they name. have names. So um, mine, I feel like would start with princess, like princess something, but I just like, or it wouldn't be like a name of like a rock or a gym. <laughs> Cause I'm, oh, like I'm, I'm really, okay. So that's funny because literally the two that I was thinking of one had princess in it. And the other one is kind of like a gem. There's this song and I can't remember, I should know it's from a classic rock song. Um, and I don't know, growing up, I was always like, why, what is Moonstone Maritone? Like, what does that mean? Right. But I've just interpreted my own meaning for it. It just means glitz, glam, like just Moonstone Maritoning. Um, but yeah, all my things are named that like my AirPods are named that my beats are named that my iPhone is named that it was all something that I did when I was probably 10 years old. So I honestly, I'm just going to go with that Moonstone Maritone. It's, it's vague. It. It's like, you'd see that in a Harbor and you'd be like, what the 
fuck does that mean? Well, I, I think it's good though. I like how you looked it up and I like that you name everything that. Um, I just thought of that question because I literally watched Forrest Gump the other day and he's like um, painting a shrimp in boat that he has. Have you seen Forrest Gump, by the way? Yes, I okay. love Forrest Gump. Uh, you know, he's painting a shrimp boat and he calls it Jenny. <laughs> like, oh, what would I name my boat? I honestly don't have like a name though. But, you know, Jade like popped into my mind. So like Princess Jade or something like that. <laughs> oh, oh, a rare. I just looked up uh, Moonstone, Maritone, and literally nothing is coming up. Like, I'm pretty sure like maybe I'm interpreting the lyrics from this song wrong. Like Dude, maybe that's, that's totally not even what they're saying. That's not what they're saying. I bet it they're saying something totally different. Oh my god. No, 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 no. I'm dead. That cracks me up because I've totally done that with lyrics. Like I'm like, I know it says this and it doesn't. It totally says something else. Well, you know, I was thinking like moonstone, isn't maritone? Like, doesn't that refer to like music? Baritone. Okay, look, I'm about to find this. I'm about Urban to find Dicks, it right now. Urban Dictionary, the <laughs> stone band. Or look up the song lyrics. Okay, and while you're doing that. Yeah, the answer question, to the next question. What is a useless talent that you have? Oh, God, a useless talent. Yeah, do you um, have a useless talent? I'm trying to think of mine. Like, what am I good at that's, like, not really that great I think my useless talent is honestly being good at like any sport like I think and as I age even more useless because no one my age likes to play sports anymore and I'm like yeah let's play let's play because I know I'll like win and nobody wants to like they'll play me one time and be like we're never playing sports again with you Maddie so that's my useless talent <laughs> Ooh, my useless talent oh, God. See, I don't bother myself with things that can be deemed useless because I'm like, why even waste my time? You know, like why even waste my time? I, I'm going to answer with the same answer that I feel like I've answered for one of these questions before. I think it's music. If I, I used to play the guitar and like, it's one of those things where I could pick it up and in a week I can play a full song front to back. I just have to dedicate myself to it um but See, if that's I don't, cool yeah yeah like musically like like that's something that I've always been good at but I never like pursued it because even at a young age I was like well I'm never gonna be Hannah Montana so oh my god aren't <laughs> like, you like super artsy though too like I feel like um paint like did you say you used to paint I no, I don't paint. Okay. I wish I was. Zach is a very, my boyfriend is a very, 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 very good artiste, which is a uber hidden talent. Like we've been together for four years and I sat down and had him draw something on a card for a baby shower. And I, I sat him there for 15 minutes. I turned back and there was a mosaic on the card. I was like, God dang. Okay. Okay. But yeah, wow. I don't have anything like that really other than music. Like that's cool I like that though you guys are both like artistic in your own ways I'm I used to play saxophone and I was really good at it honestly I would I don't know if they do this on the east side but like on the west side when you're in like band in high school there's the chair like that you sit in it's called like first chair second chair and if you're in first or second chair like you're the best in your 
your division, I guess. Yeah. Like the saxophone. So I was always first chair. Oh, girl, so, go off. Okay. Uh, yeah. Why didn't you answer with that? Yeah. That is like a, a hidden, you know, kind of like a useless hidden talent that I can don't, blow on a saxophone. Yeah. I mean, don't tell I Zachary my talents that. into other things, but don't tell Zachary that because he wants to. He, I told you the other day, we were just driving to Canes and he was like, you know, I'm thinking about getting a saxophone, maybe picking up the saxophone. I was Seriously? like, babe, you're 26 years old. What in the hell? just driving down the road right now made you want to pick up saxophone like oh my gosh that's hilarious I uh, can't, yeah did he give you a reason like why he well he just it? loves the saxophone like every single time mm. there's a saxophone part in a song he's like turn it up and he has this um he has a hoodie like a literal hoodie that says i have sax appeal and it has a saxophone on the front and like music notes all down the sleeves he loves that hoodie that's his favorite hoodie dude that's hilarious is he a big like Kenny G fan? Because um, Kenny G's the saxophonist. He plays a Kenny G plays all those Christmas t- like tunes on. They're all just saxophone. So I don't like know. that's a good the question. Reason, the reason I know Kenny G is because like literally when I started playing saxophone, my dad he was like, "You're gonna be the next Kenny G." I'm like, "Get the oh, fuck out of here!" I was like, "I'm not gonna be Kenny G because like." Playing in band was fun when I was young, but then when you start getting into sports, you have to pick one or the other. Yeah. And I was like, basketball or saxophone. And I was like, fucking mm-hmm. basketball, dude. Sorry. And I remember my music teacher, even when I told him, because I was first chair. So he I told him I was like, no, like I just I can't play in the band anymore because I gotta play basketball and I can't come like to practice and stuff. I gotta go play basketball because this is like my dream. I want to be in the WNBA. Oh my God. My music teacher was so livid, dude. He was just pissed at me. I'm like, seriously, I'm not going to be like this famous saxophonist. <laughs> Leave me alone. Dude. Okay. I have two things that I have to talk about right now. Okay. A is it was something about, Oh, a is I used to play, um, uh, the flute in middle school band, um, just to add that in there, but B, oh, yeah. I just had a vivid flashback to something last week. We did the embarrassing questions. I just had right. a flashback to what is associated with my boat name. All right. Cause I've been on Google. There is no, it, it, I don't, I can't even find the song because I'm pretty sure that's not even a real word. Like <laughs> at this point I'm yeah. You've been making so, up words. I've been making up words, but like I said, my beats, my, my AirPods, everything's named that. So when you go to connect to a device, it pops up as Moonstone Maritone. All right. So Jim, I used to go to, they had two Pelotons and whenever anyone else would start using the other Peloton next to you, because your device had already like been synced to both. Sometimes it would accidentally like connect to their screen and when it does that it drops down and it gives you the name of like whatever device is connecting and one time like there was this really angry like this really angry older white man and my airpods kept connecting to his peloton and it was so embarrassing not only was he getting more and more increasingly frustrated but the fact that it just kept popping up moonstone maritone has now connected to this bluetooth device i was I've never been more embarrassed. Like I literally tried to, after that workout, tried to change the names of my like Bluetooth devices. And I don't know how I could not figure out how. Um, so I'm stuck with that. Oh my God. 
and we just found out it's not even a real word so anyways <laughs> team johnny or team amber they're both fucking crazy um i'm still team johnny though dude i don't trust actors i just don't they're both like acting what's a grumpy explain to ex- took a grumpy on my bed who says that <laughs> who says that and then also on the same side of that who the fuck shits on a bed crazy people <laughs> crazy fucking people they're i'm sorry but they are both crazy his text messages uh dj maxi pad like i'm sorry i'm sorry they are both batshit crazy i don't trust either of them they're both acting yeah so like in my astrology groups that i follow there's a lot like every day someone's got to talk about uh dep or herd and their placements and and who did what and all this but the the general consensus is that they're both um off their rockers um but that but that amber really is like oh no she definitely abusive little piece of shit i can see her just like being crazy like i definitely am getting that vibe from her there is no doubt about that but i will also say in the same respect maybe johnny didn't like physically abuse her or maybe he didn't abuse her in any way but he obviously is on something because those text messages are like that is manic batshit crazy type of stuff like that i don't even know what the text messages say but like obviously these two both like abused each other either emotionally or physically like maybe amber was more physical johnny was more like emotional abuse but they both we're in this like very toxic abusive relationship together so I think the trial is just to clear Johnny's name honestly yeah yeah I mean it's not really going to clear his name because all this all the reels that have come out all the stuff from his trial I'm just like I don't even know if this makes you look better or worse dude Oh, it's, it's not a good look at all. Like, I cannot believe like having all this stuff, it it makes you really realize like you could have text messages from years ago. And if you go to court, bro, all that shit is going to be exposed. Like, and it's wild to me that all of it's streamed and people are watching it. And it's kind of just, it's literally all that America is talking about right now, which is kind of disturbing considering there's a lot of other stuff happening that is like very, very bad. (laughs) I know. And like, that's all I see too, is like Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, but like also just kind of sad because it's almost like watching reality TV, their trial is. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, that's why I don't trust actors it's like everything is kind of for entertainment in a sense and this to me has been like dude i johnny depp literally acts he he I, I can't explain it. I can't explain it, but he, he he's acting. And then it, it his acting's really good. You know what I mean? Where it's like a little bit more subtle. Amber's acting is so awful. It's like he's so terrible. Bad. It's like watching a fucking soap on the CW network, dude. <coughs> Amber kills me, dude. All her, I've seen so many clips of her like being overly ridiculous and i'm like dude like this did she have a surgery to get like threads from the corners of her mouth attached to the bottom of her chin because what in the like how does she make that face i have no idea it's a 
it's it's a disturbing face too. It kind of makes me laugh when she does. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. But yeah, that drama. Human feeling our fire. Matter. It's a you know, it's nice to get your your mind off of things. The reason why I like watching celebrities because they are not normal people. They don't live normal lives, and they're having this very public thing happening to them and so it's interesting to see how they react and honestly the trial has shown that even celebrities have like issues big ones yeah yeah that's for damn sure well (laughs) goodness lord these were great questions i i'm really bothered now i have to figure out what song that 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 is from and figure out the actual lyrics so that's what i'm gonna do after this that's your next next task yep 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 all right y'all well this is us signing off as always it's been real and like i always say man you got to keep that blue side up and the brown side down literally that's like now i feel that's that could be turned into an amber heard reference anyways bye (laughs) y'all